As I get to the door, my heart is pounding, beating faster and faster. My hands are shaking. I can barely hold on to the key card. I'm scared to look over my shoulder. I finally manage to unlock and open the door. As I attempt to shut the door, the senior lawyer places his hand forcefully on the door handle and pushes it open, forcing himself inside my room. Hold on. Let's go back a little bit. Hi, my name is Sophia Rajabla-Tapen, an advocate of the High Court of Kenya and the creator and host of the Dear Law podcast. Dear Law is a project focused on using storytelling, feminist and survivor-centered approaches to bring to the fore the sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession and the prevalence of sexual harassment in the workplace. While the Dear Law podcast is focused on the legal profession, we recognize that the experiences and stories involving the harassment of women cut across all professions and social spheres. This project was inspired by the Me Too movement that prompted critical conversations towards accountability for sexual harassment. The goal of Dear Law is to amplify the voices and collective sexual harassment experiences of women in the legal profession with a view to disrupt the normalization of sexual harassment. You should be aware that because this podcast is about sexual harassment, we will be talking about a difficult subject matter that might be disturbing for some listeners. This episode also contains and explores other mature themes, therefore listener discretion is advised. To maintain confidentiality, names, organizations, employers and other identifiable characteristics have been replaced and the voices reenacted. But the story is very real. Speaking of which, let's get back to our story. Dear Law, Can we talk about lawyer conferences? These happen regularly within the legal profession. Lots of legal mumbo-jumbo to talk about, exciting new developments in the law, venting about emerging jurisprudence emanating from the law courts, training on how to manage your law firm, that sort of thing. To maintain your status as a practicing advocate of the High Court of Kenya, these conferences, referred to as Continuous Professional Development, or CPD seminars, are compulsory. There's just no way around them. Every seminar, depending on its intensity, the commissioning institution and the number of days that it runs for can get you between one and four points. You need a minimum of five points to renew your practicing certificate for the following year. As exciting as these seminars may sound, they are sometimes quite dreadful. Boring, even. Sitting in a packed hotel conference room downtown while listening to lawyers go on and on under poor fluorescent light just isn't appealing. So, I conjured a plan to attend a conference in Cape Town. Perfect vacation. I get to travel outside the country, learn new things, get two of the minimum five points required from CPD seminars, and go to the beach every day. The vacation plan is now underway. Change of clothes for four days and four nights? Check. Sunglasses? Check. Swimsuit? Check. I've checked in online for my flight. I'm gearing to go. 
The conference goes well and culminated with a group dinner for all the lawyers in attendance. At this dinner, I'm seated next to a senior lawyer and his daughter. We end up chatting quite a bit. His daughter and I bond over the fact that she was, at the time, undertaking a degree in the university where I graduated with my undergraduate law degree. During dinner, and while I'm bonding with his daughter, the senior lawyer sends me a text on my phone, complimenting me on my looks and stating that he was attracted to me. This message throws me off, but I shrug it off and continue the conversation like nothing happened. I don't respond to it. After dinner, we all get into the bus that is supposed to take us back to the hotel. In the bus, the senior lawyer takes it up a notch and makes a pass at me again. I try and ignore him, hoping to be saved by a random conversation with someone else. Which the bus arrives at the hotel and I dash out. I walk towards the business center to check in online for my return flight the next morning and print my boarding pass. The senior lawyer followed me to the business center and lurked behind me. I asked him to leave, told him I needed some privacy, but he didn't let up. He didn't leave. After printing my boarding pass, I walked to the lift to head to my room and he got into the lift behind me. I pressed several buttons in a panic, overcome with an uncomfortable fear. I didn't want him to know which floor I was going to. I was hoping he would get off the lift before me, but he doesn't. The lift gets to my floor and I walk out. He follows behind me. At this point, I, I ask him where he's going and he says to my room. Hey, hey, relax. I'm just walking into your room. I am dumbfounded, and the only word I said was, no. I pick up the pace, hoping to dash to my room and quickly lock the door behind me. As I get to the door, my heart is pounding, beating faster and faster. My hands are shaking. I can barely hold on to the keycard. I'm scared to look over my shoulder. I finally manage to unlock and open the door. As I attempt to shut the door, the senior lawyer places his hand forcefully on the door handle and pushes it open, forcing himself inside my room. Are you for real right now? What are you doing? Aren't you going to invite me in? No. We tussle at the foyer of the room. I am begging him to leave as he puts his hands on me. I was walking to your room. Into your room. Grabbing me by the waist. Sir, this is highly inappropriate and you need to... Pressing his body against mine. There's nothing inappropriate about two colleagues just... Tempting to kiss me. He is so close to me that I can feel that he's aroused. His hard penis is pressed up against me, which makes me cringe. At this point, I am horrified, completely overcome by fear of what may happen, but scared to scream. My thoughts playing over and over again in a timeless loop. If I scream, will anyone hear me? Please, sir, stop. Will anyone believe me? I don't want to cause a scene. Please, leave. My resistance finally dawned on him. 
and he eventually left. Please. He didn't apologize, just left. I locked the door, bolted it with the keychain and dragged the chair next to the study table and placed it against the door. For extra security, is what I told myself. And when that was over, I stayed in bed all night, petrified. <laughs> Afraid to close my eyes or let my guard down. It took months to build up the courage to report this incident to the leadership of the institution. And when I did, they said nothing could be done. Section 23 of the Sexual Offences Act states that any person who being in a position of authority or holding public office who persistently makes any sexual advances or requests which he or she knows or has reasonable grounds to know are unwelcome is guilty of the offence of sexual harassment. But there's more. You have to prove that the response to the advances made will be used as a basis for employment or affect the treatment of the person to whom the advances were made in their professional or learning environment. In the reenactment, how many elements can you recall that fall under this description? What are your rights in and out of the workplace? And why could nothing be done for the victim in our story? Now, there's a lot of gray in the interpretation of what is in black and white. Let me add to some of that gray. It is obvious that the sexual advances were unwelcome. However, the man who harassed the woman in our story was not in a position of authority or holding public office. Secondly, Section 23 of the Sexual Offences Act requires that the sexual advances be persistent. So, one time is just not enough. I didn't even have to go too deep into the law for those loopholes. And one more thing. The provisions of the Sexual Offences Act only apply in Kenya. So what happens if the conference or seminar takes place outside the country? No sooner would the case be open that it would be shut. There are times when we go for the seminars. We are not in the workplace, but I've gone for a seminar and a fellow advocate makes unwanted advances towards me, comes knocking to my door. Yeah requesting for sexual favors. You are way outside the workplace. Right. It's a seminar, it's past the seminar hours. Right. Yes, it can be your boss even, knocking. When, when does it stop? In subsequent episodes of this podcast, we will look at the differences between sexual harassment provisions in the Sexual Offenses Act and in the Employment Act as well as the various loopholes and gaps that make this conversation one of utmost urgency and importance. If you're a woman in the legal profession who has encountered sexual harassment, we recognize and salute your courage. And yes, this is your personal experience and the impact on you is absolutely valid. That is why this podcast exists, to amplify your voice and disrupt the normalization of sexual harassment. Help us tell your story. Send your anonymous letters to letters at dear-law.com. You can even email to request a letter writing brief. Like and follow us at Dear Law 
underscore KE across all social media platforms. This podcast was produced by me, Sophia Rajivletapen, and Lee Kanyotu. Next on the Dear Law Podcast. Once we got inside, he locked the car and became serious. Kathy, um, you know, I really went out of my way to help you. I really believe in you. Now the least you can do is sit on it. Come on, Kathy. You know, just a little. Just the tip. <laughs> <laughs>